Hello, and welcome to top stories from r slash tifu, also called today I fucked up. Reddit readings, episode 1. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the owl, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Today I fucked up by trying to gift my boyfriend some sweet undies and subsequently spoiling his surprise proposal plans. About three weeks ago, I began preparations to get a nice gift for my boyfriend to celebrate four years of dating. We live in a terribly humid place, and all summer he's been complaining about how sweaty his ass and balls get whenever he goes outside. He's been buying the same brand of cotton boxer briefs since we started dating. I thought it would be a nice homage to our great relationship. A great way to take care of the butt that I get to squeeze on the regular. To splurge on a male subscription service to some silky micro-modal underwear. They are pricey but known for being wicking, cooling, and overall very nice on the buns and balls. I ordered the first pair to present to him on the day of, and set up for a pair to be delivered monthly thereafter. I used his email on the sign up so that I could simply pass on the account to him after the first pair came. That way. He'd have full power to pick his colors and style every month, and easily return any if there were unexpected problems. One small problem. The receipt for this whole transaction is now resting in his email where he can find it and spoil my surprise. I sneakily hacked into his computer while he was out, by which I mean I entered the password he's shared with me, because he foolishly trusted me not to wreck his shit, and opened up his email. I simply archived the existing emails and set it up so that future emails from the company would be auto-marked as read and archived as well. I know how to do this because I'm a brilliant hacker. I googled it, while carefully double-checking my devious work just to ensure nothing slipped through the cracks. A new email pinged on arrival and caught my attention. A shipping confirmation for an engagement ring. I immediately noped off his computer, and of course I didn't open the email, but the damage is done. Secrets out. My heart fell right through my butt. You guys. I actually died and now I'm a ghost writing this. I probably should have pretended I never saw that, and taken the secret to my grave, but I was too pumped and couldn't keep it in. Within the hour I broke down and called him to sheepishly confess what I had done. He wasn't angry, but sadly disappointed that I spoiled the surprise. Here's the kicker. He didn't actually propose yet, and still intends to make a thing out of it. My punishment for snooping is that the suspense is killing me. I've been forbidden from telling anyone that we're getting engaged until it's officiated. Every time we go out, the suspense that this may be the night drives me crazy. A romantic date at the beach the other evening ended with me saying damn. I thought for sure we were getting engaged tonight. Why would you think that I'm going to propose to you he said. 
That sounds like something you wouldn't know about because I'd keep it secret in my personal email. Now he's started intermittently faking me out. The other day, he walked into the kitchen and presented me with a little hinge box, which turned out to contain a tie-pin from his work. He keeps getting down on one knee, looking up at me, and saying, Got a tie this shoe. The emotional stress of keeping this exciting secret within me, not sharing it with co-workers or family or anyone, is maddening. Every false start sends my heart right back into my butt. One more thing. I somehow fucked up the email settings. The shipping confirmation for the underwear didn't get archived on arrival, and he saw it within a few hours. So that surprise got spoiled, too. Turns out I'm not a master hacker, and my attempts have only brought woe into this house. I guess it's not all bad. He reports that the pair of boxer briefs that arrived are very nice to wear, and I do indeed enjoy squeezing his buns in them. If we ever do actually get married it'll be nice to be hitched to a guy with sweet, silky buns and balls. Today I fucked up by realizing that my ceiling fan has been making my bedroom a sauna for 11 years. I've been living in this house for the past 11 years. In my bedroom there's a ceiling fan that I always have on to try and make my room colder. My room has always been insanely hot compared to the rest of the house and I never understood why. Flash forward to today when I'm talking to a friend that said they found out their fan can switch directions to heat the room in the winter. I immediately realized my fuck up. When I got home I took a closer look at the fan and hiding by the light is a little black switch. I hit the switch and what do you know, my room is about 10 degrees colder in minutes. I've been sleeping in a sauna for the past 11 years and had no idea. Every day in the summer waking up sweaty was because of a tiny black switch. Today I fucked up a marriage. Obligatory this didn't happen today, but a couple of weeks ago. So I sometimes drive for rideshare companies to make extra cash and keep me off of the couch. I live in a touristy area that booms during summer months and vacation rental homes are common. So common that I sometimes do pickups and drop-offs at the same homes for different people week to week and family friend groups of people renting the homes are the norm. One particular day I dropped a guy off at a beautiful home near the beach that I had picked a guy up from just an hour or two prior. So as we arrive I mention this to the rider, me, hey I just picked one of your buddies up from here about an hour ago. Rider, no, must be the wrong house, me, nope, he walked right out of that side door, I dropped him off at name's local bar, his girlfriend is still in there though, she stayed behind I had seen her kiss him goodbye at the door, but didn't mention this to the rider, you guys having a family friend vacation, rider, this is a family owned home, it's been in my family for years and we don't rent it out. Nobody lives here but me and my wife and I've been in New York for work for the past 4 days. Awkward silence as we both come to the realization. He got out and I drove away scolding myself for having such a big mouth. Today I fucked up by kicking my son. This happened a few weeks ago. My 6 year old son came running into my home office the other day and said, demandingly, dad, kick me. So I did. Hear me out, please. The kick was a 3 stroke 10 on firmness. Not gentle, but not painful. He's a kid. He likes to play fight, and as he's an only child, I feel like I need to provide a bit of rough and tumble so that he can learn boundaries. I also want him to lose some battles, and to learn to roll with the punches. Anyway, I performed a front kick whilst making the Bruce Lee noise. I trust that you know the one. My son recoiled. He looked shocked, 
sad and disappointed, all rolled into one. He didn't cry, but it was close. He blurted out, I said kiss me, oops. Today I fucked up by looking up my school bully. So a little backstory, my family moved to a whole new country where we didn't speak the language when I was 12 years old and they put me in a normal school and told me to just deal with it. I struggled like hell because I didn't speak a single word of English. The school they put me in was also rated one of the worst schools in the country, not just because of academic performance but also due to crime statistics. Two separate stabbings happened on school premises while I was there. Anyway, I tried my hardest to ingratiate myself in the culture, the people and the language. One guy just completely hated my guts from day one. No idea why or what I did to him but he just absolutely hated me and showed it. He was your typical delinquent. Stealing. Ruining people's property. Skipping school. Drugs fighting. Gang related activities you name it he's probably been involved in it. So that's the kind of person I'm talking about. He would beat me up with his friends in tow. Constantly taking the piss out of my accent and my English in class. In front of the teachers and all. There was a couple of occasions where they pushed me into a puddle of mud just before school started, or would follow me into the toilet while I was pissing and try to choke me out from behind. I naturally had to find ways to survive by knowing which toilets to use and when, when to leave school and which exist to use, where to sit in class etc. Once this failed and him and his friends found me outside of school and beat the brakes off of me. Literally couldn't do anything there was like 20 plus boys and some men who came after to school to meet him. I just curled up and tried my best to protect my head. The only thing that kept me sane that entire time was the knowledge that none of this would matter when we grow up. I would have a family, a job be an upstanding member of society and he would be in prison or at the very least not doing well. Karma has to work right, the world can't be that unfair. Fast forward 15 years. I haven't kept in contact with anyone from that school. I didn't make any friends and I didn't develop Stockholms. I looked him up on Facebook. He owns a very successful business. He has a beautiful wife and two young kids. He lives in the best part of town. He owns a huge house and a few very expensive cars. He is doing incredibly well as opposed to me. Not married. No kids. No job and back living with my parents. This has completely fucked me up for the past 5 days and I just can't get over the bullshit I was fed. Karma will get him for you. I think karma missed. Today I fucked up by falling deeply in love with my own smell. This didn't really happen today, more like over the course of the past 4 years. This is a throwaway because I'm very embarrassed. Sorry about formatting, I'm typing this on mobile. My girlfriend of 3 years passed away in a car accident about 4 years ago. It was a horrible event and I still haven't been able to get back into the game since. I was and still am very much in love with her. Now to the fuck up. My favorite possession of all time is her pillow. It smells like her. And I usually sleep with it every night. I haven't washed it out of fear of losing the smell. I know. Gross but I don't think straight anymore. I hold it and hug it and it makes me feel warm inside. But this morning when I went for a particularly long morning run I started smelling the smell really strong. It confused me but I wasn't going to start complaining. This morning, about 20 minutes ago I arrived back home and went to change out of my workout clothes, and the smell grew more pungent. This was the moment I realized that after 4 years of sleeping with her pillow, I got it all dirty and smelly and that was the smell my brain now associates with her. 
I'm embarrassed and distraught that the smell I thought was hers has transformed into my sleep sweat. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today I fucked up by not removing my girlfriend's phone from my bed. Obligatory this didn't happen today, but actually close to a year ago. Last October to be exact. So backstory. I had been dating this girl at the time for about 4 months. Her parents were awesome and loving towards me, helping me with car repairs. Her dad is great with cars, and her mom just being a very lovingly mother figure. They just didn't want one thing. Us having sex before marriage. They had a lot of reasons, and we were actually planning on it, but we both weren't virgins, and her parents had no idea she had already lost her virginity. So of course, temptation got the better of us. Okay, end of backstory. She was a senior in high school and I had just started college about an hour away. We rarely got to see each other, but when we did, we made it count. We would have fun date nights, cook or go out, and then go back to my place and do the deed. Every time she would leave I would get sad, but knew I'd see her again. One time when she came up, she told me she needed to let her mom know she made it safely, and tried calling her, no answer. She said she was gonna text her, made sense to me. Once she said we had, we got right to business. She put her phone on the bed. Things went on for a while. Lots of foreplay and we tried some new positions. Lots of fun. And by the end of it, we both laid down and it was dead silent, followed by some vibrating. It was her phone ringing, but we couldn't find it. Then we found it under my ass. We laughed about it for a sec, before she answered. It was her mom, and within seconds, my girlfriend's expression went from one of laughter, to pure shock and horror. Turns out that she hadn't clicked send on the text she sent out, so her mom has called us during our deed to make sure she was safe. And our best guess is her phone was underneath. And my ass managed to answer the phone. And in turn, she heard some unbearable noises. Followed by my girlfriend calling someone daddy who was definitely not her dad. The mother's words, not mine. She told my girlfriend to get her ass home now. My girlfriend started bawling and started having a panic attack. I attempted to calm her down but she wouldn't. So I drove her back in her car. All while trying to calm her down and make myself remain calm. Her mother called again and started screaming at her. Saying how could she do this and other things along those lines. My girlfriend said that we were on our way to talk. Her mother absolutely said I was not allowed over. So we got back to our hometown. I parked very close to her house. But far enough where we wouldn't get caught. She drove home. I called my mom for a surprise I'm home for the weekend. She came and picked me up. And I bawled in her arms. I told her everything. She comforted me and told me she loved me and would do everything she could to help. We got back to my house. And I laid in my bed. Anxious and nervous. I cried and just waited. Hoping to hear from my girlfriend. For the longest time. I thought I never would hear from her again. Then finally. My phone rang. After 4 hours. She said she was coming over and we needed to talk. Once she got to my house. We talked for about 30 minutes. She said her parents were calm now. 
and then I was gonna be able to come talk. I was nervous, but I loved her so I did it. When I got to their house, I walked in and instantly just started apologizing. I went on and on about how we won't do it again and how we're just stupid teenagers and most importantly how I was gonna rebuild their trust. Eventually they told me things along the lines of everything was okay, they understood, and they just wanted us to be safe. We opened up a lot about my girlfriend's past relationship, and how that guy had hurt her pretty bad emotionally, and they just wanted to protect their daughter. At the end of it all, I learned they just loved their daughter and didn't want her getting hurt, but they trusted me, and we are still together, now at one year and two months in, and everything is cool. Sometimes I worry it's still weird with her parents, but they still show me the same love and support. Today I fucked up by not washing my hair properly for over 10 years. I have no clue when this fuck up started but I do know that I realized my error at the age of around 25. I'm currently 34. Backstory. Like most children, I was bathed by my parents up until an age where they felt I was getting too old to have them help me. Around 9. 10. 11, or 12, for a guess, god knows, I remember that both parents had taught me the importance of cleaning everywhere efficiently, I used to hate it when my father washed my hair, he used to scrub it so hard that it would shake my head and I could feel each of his fingers digging into my scalp when he did it, after I was old enough to wash myself, as well as the usual instructions of what to make sure I had washed, he always told me to give my head a good scrub. It's only after realizing my fuck up that I recalled my father's instructions from all those years ago. I can only presume that once I had the ability and trust to clean myself, I choose to ignore my father's advice about washing the shampoo in deep and hard with my fingers. For many years I would use shampoo and just rub it onto my hair with the palms of my hands for an amount of time that I thought was sufficient before washing it off again. I'm half white and half black and although my hair has always been fairly short, it has a tough afro texture. I could be stood in the shower for an hour with water pouring on my head and the hair would remain sticking up. I'm not sure whether this was a factor or not but I could never style my hair in any way. So it wouldn't need combing when I got out of bed or out of the shower. It just stayed upright constantly and it still does. For as long as I remembered, every time I went to the barbers I would notice a huge about of what I thought was dry skin falling all over the black gown. I used to be so embarrassed about this and constantly tell the barbers that I had a dry scalp condition. I even purchased special shampoo to treat dry scalp but nothing helped. I couple of times a barber would tell me that I needed to clean my head properly. I just presumed that they didn't understand a dry scalp when they saw one. Before going to the barbers I would have long showers washing my hair for ages but nothing helped. 30 minutes later I would be in the barber's chair with white flasks falling all over the place. One time it was so bad that about 5 people in the barbers made comments about the amount of flakes scattered all about me during a cut. I was a little embarrassed but just told them all about my dry scalp condition. At the end of this particular cut I looked like I had been out in the snow for an hour. So the realization came one day when I was around 24 stroke 25 and I was washing my ears. Other than a 5 second rinse around with my fingers, I never really put much thought into cleaning the inside of my ears. I don't know why but on this occasion I decided to put shampoo inside my ears. I washed around for a while and after a few seconds I start to hear my fingers squeaking, having washed away any oil that was there. I suddenly thought of the phrase squeaky clean, and it all of a sudden dawned on me. 
memories of my father hurting my head with his fingers came back to me. I had never heard or felt my head squeak in this way since I was a kid. I quickly emptied a load of shampoo on my hair and instead of using my palms I dug in my fingers, hard, and started scrubbing. After a while on a certain spot I heard felt a squeak. Oh my god. Right there and then I quickly realized that I didn't have a dry scalp condition. I had just not properly cleaned my hair for all of these years. I washed the whole of my head until all of it squeaked. I've made sure to clean to the squeak each time since. On the next trip to the barbers there was not a single white flake anywhere and there hasn't been one since. I told the barber the doctor had given me some medication which has fixed my problem so that I didn't have to confess to being a dirty, dumb idiot. I will make sure my son never has to go though this by telling him my story. Today I fucked up by hugging my friend's sister. I feel so embarrassed even typing about this, even though this happened like an hour ago. I still can't believe I can be this stupid. Me and my friend had decided that we would meet at a certain point so that we could go have lunch to a place which was close to that point. He told me that even his sister would come along with him, and I was fine with it. Note, the problem was that I couldn't seem to remember how she looks because I rarely see her as she stays away from the family. So back to the present. After some time I hear someone say hi and I turn back to see who it was. It was my friend's sister who was walking towards me with her arms outstretched. I commit to the hug because if I didn't it would get awkward. So I hug her and it seemed she really wasn't into it. So I step back from her and check what's wrong. Now I realize I did two mistakes. 1. She wasn't my friend's sister. Because my friend was exactly behind her and with him was a girl. And she was already laughing about it. 2. She actually wanted to hug a person who was behind me and that's why she extended her arms. After that they were kinda shocked. I couldn't really tell what their emotions were because I just walked away. After that embarrassment I hugged my friend and his sister. And they mocked me until our lunch got over. Today I fucked up by hating the person in front of me at the drive through This morning, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Mainly due to lack of sleep. I decided to go to Starbucks for some caffeine to help offset the long day ahead of me. As you do. At a traffic light really close to the drive through I was right behind a large SUV sitting in the rightmost lane. I wanted to turn right, and they did not. I couldn't turn, but no biggie. After a long wait, light turns green, and they decide to turn right spontaneously. I was annoyed, but whatever no signs say you can't turn right on red. They turn into the Starbucks drive through blocking me from going and making it so that I'd have to partially block the small road leading into the strip mall or circle around. I had to be somewhere soon. So I took my chances, they didn't pull in all the way, so I stuck out in the small street, annoyed. Luckily no one came behind me, I guess I was in an extra bitchy mood today. But I just started hating this lady and her stupid massive SUV and the little chihuahua hanging out her car window and the stupid TVs playing cartoons in the car and the six frappuccinos I had to hand her. I thought, I bet she's one of those super shallow people who lives for the rat race. I pulled up to the window to get my drink, wanting this clearly shallow ass lady to leave already. Once I pulled up, they smiled, handed me my drink and said, the person in front of you paid for your order already. I had never felt so forcefully slapped by the universe before. I could practically hear the words shut the fuck up ringing in my dumb little brain. Immediately my day got 100 times better and easier. Faith in humanity restored. And I hope whoever I was so horrifically judging had a wonderful rest of their day.
Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings Episode 1. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.